Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Chasing the Frame Podcast. I'm your host again, John DeMarco. Real quick, just to let you know, we changed the name from Chasing the Wave to Chasing the Frame because it's a lot easier with my brand. But today I have a special guest and we are recording this now in November 3rd and she will be away actually, I think Tuesday, am I correct? We are, uh, so I'm going to perform on a cruise for six months with my boyfriend. Yes. We're a music duo, and we officially leave November 14th, but okay. we're going to California to visit my family for Christmas slash uh, Thanksgiving. Awesome. And that person is Kelly D. Christensen, right? Am I saying the last name correctly? You did. Yes. yes. Sweet. Can you spell it, though? Uh, I did, because I looked it up before you got here, actually. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> cheated. <laughs> I, I did. Okay. I, I'm terrible at pronouncing last names in general, or names in general, so like, I just forgive me everyone but kelly i've known her for uh three years now i would say yeah three, it years? feels like longer but yeah three yeah years. so not so, in a bad way not in a bad way no, no no i haven't seen you in forever though but i'm so excited that you're leaving and we are recording this november 3rd and this podcast will be out in january so it's kind of evergreen but not evergreen so it's just a normal interview like we kind of do in general with the podcast so kelly the first question i have for you is like you're not from vegas right you're from no. san diego yes so how did you, first of all, get into um, what you do now? Like, what made you go to that field? Because just to let you know also, Kelly is a producer, dancer, actress, director, screenwriter. I think the and whole now thing. <laughs> and now singer. She's the whole gamut of, of basically artiste. Um, yes. So Kelly, let's get to it. What did you, how did you, or sparked your interest in this whole field i think it's just ingrained in me Uh, my mom's a music teacher my dad growing up used to play the drums and so i come from an artistic family we just it's just something i grew up in i figure skated when i was in high school and junior high and uh so dance wise i stopped figure skating because i just i just kind of hit a wall emotionally like i just wasn't into it anymore i was 15 and just 
got inspired one day to take a dance class. I was like, let me just try this. And I'd never done it before. And I took a hip hop class and I fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm a dancer. Um, and that's pretty much just kind of how all of everything that I do now happened. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with acting. One day I was like, I'm going to take an acting class. Let me take a film acting class. I, I'd done theater in high school, mm-hmm. fell in love with it. And then in my 20s, I was like, let me try film. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I was like, I'm an actress. Yeah. And um, the first time that I wrote a script uh, with, uh, you know, Brian and Alfredo, mm-hmm. which you shot, which was amazing, uh, fell in love with screenwriting. And it's just I find things find me and I fall in love with them or I don't. And if I fall in love with them, I do them. And that's how I ended up doing all of it. You seem like you're a train, right? And like you're on this train and everything's kind of going into you, like not into you, but like, you know, going on the train. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like everything's falling into pieces for you because, you know, you said you just said one day, hey, music fell into your lap or dancing fell into your lap, acting fell into your lap. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like that's all like, like I said, you're that going that one way. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, it's it's all artistic direction mm-hmm. for me. I as and performance specifically. Yeah. Um, I'm not a painter, mm-hmm. like anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't really draw. So if it's performance related, I I want to I want to do it. I want to try it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think I guess I attract those things, and um, because that's just it's always it's just always been part of who I am it just is who I am Mm -hmm. just being artistic and needing to express and be heard and have some sort of outlet uh to you know uh, what was your first play by the way my first play yeah that you that when you got into theater oh my gosh in high school it's I don't even to be honest so I don't even know if we did a play I don't play or was it it, no it, it this theater class was very almost cartoony comically like bad like it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) it was there was like no structure the the teacher was the most amazing maniac i've ever met she was (laughs) insane she would she taught us how to do improv yeah so that's where i fell in love with like theater improv and um I think she taught us like basic things. To be honest, I don't know what we learned, but I just knew that I yeah. loved being on stage and I loved what we did. <laughs> you know, that's funny because I actually took a drama one, two class in, uh, in in high school. And all I remember is the improv games we played. Yes, like, yeah. Okay. Like yes, the freeze game. You remember the freeze? Did you play the freeze game at all or no? I th- Yeah, we played the freeze game. Yeah. Um, the ABC game where you have to go through the alphabet. Yes. Yes. That's a we classic. totally did those. those yes. Yeah. So, and then she would let us, like, hang out there. It was yeah. kind of like a hangout spot yeah. for, like, misfits. Did you also watch movies, too? <laughs> Don't remember if we watched movies. Yeah. The highlights from that class are when I did I did this monologue yeah. that was, like, so... I was so melodramatic. It was really funny. <laughs> but everyone loved it. Yeah. And it was... I don't even know what play it was from. Mm-hmm. I just remember looking at the page and just getting that character immediately. Gotcha. And... Uh, but then I took that same monologue to college theater class and mm. the teacher was like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like destroyed it. And I was like, oh, like, I, just, I don't know. My whole dream fell apart for like 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 so don't really know what 
I learned again. That's like another. I don't think I really learned very much from that theater class, just that I loved acting. Yeah. So and I carried that with me, and that's still prevalent. <laughs> so so after the the theater, you went. Yeah. You said you went to acting to try it. So what? What? Um. Now is this when you're in Vegas, or did you? When did you move I, to Vegas? I was still in San Diego okay. when I tried film acting for the first time, okay. and I I fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. I took classes for three years. Um, and then I, I was traveling back and forth to LA to audition. Uh, I look back and I'm really glad that I took those classes and I think it really, it, it shaped my, my emotional craft Mm -hmm. a bit. Uh, but it wasn't quite the guidance I needed because I didn't really know anything about the business at that point. I just thought, oh, I have talent. I have what it takes. So it's just going to happen. Yeah. And I, I moved to Vegas out of just kind of. Uh, just this kind of antsy it wasn't my idea I was in a relationship at the time it was his idea we were both we we both kept hitting a wall I couldn't find yeah. a job he couldn't find a job it, it was just this whim of an of a of a moment yeah <clears throat> I also wanted to pursue dance mm-hmm. and so when he said that I was like oh yeah there's dance jobs in Vegas I'll let's do it Let, there's so many here and so got here and was more so pursuing dance mm-hmm. and just I just discovered that there was a film community here. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Most people don't <laughs> have any idea that films get made here <laughs> at all. And TV shows and commercials, yeah. the whole thing. It's definitely obviously a smaller scale than L.A., mm-hmm. but it does happen. So when I discovered that, it was just like this light bulb. Like, oh, I can. Oh, my gosh, I can do acting mm-hmm. again because I put it on the back burner a little yeah. bit. Um, just going through hard times financially. So I couldn't, you know, travel and stuff. So then I fell in love with the people who were doing it in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was just all this independent, uh, like, go-getters who were like, I have this idea, let's write this, and mm-hmm. just meeting the people I know now. So it just took me here. So we're on backtrack, though, about the dancing thing. So mm-hmm. so what was that culture like? What was, like, that that um, world, I guess, like in general? Because, like, I guess it's di- – I mean, obviously it's different than L.A. and In Vegas? Yeah, in, talking Ve- about? in Vegas, too. So – there's, I have some gripes with it here. Well, let, let, let them out then, I guess. <laughs> okay. Dancers don't get paid nearly enough here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pay, it's it's absurd. Yeah. I actually, I, I got a couple of jobs. I was go-go dancing at Tau for mm-hmm. the first year that I was here, which is a good study job. But, sorry to cut you off, but when did you move here, by the way? I moved here in, well, six, seven years ago. What was it? 2000. 14. Also, like right around the time as I did, because I came in like 13. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been here six years or now. 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, my first job that I got was go-go dancing at Tao. So I was really stoked and it just, it was turned out to be steady, which was good. It may have just been what I needed at the time, but Mm. it was repetitive. I didn't like the music in the nightclubs here. The DJs aren't free to play what they want. There Mm. was no like artistic value like there is in San Diego. Mm. And I, the girls were really sweet. Uh, I loved my manager and everything, but there was just no, that artistic value was not there. It was, it was a job. And it didn't pay very much. <laughs> gotcha. And I, I, one day I was um, back home visiting my other dancer friends from San Diego. I told them what I was getting paid. And they, she looked at me dead in the eye and she goes, that is slavery. And I was like, I know. And she was like, <laughs> and so it's, 
I have gripes with it. So I'll I'll take dance jobs here and there, mm-hmm. but they're very far and few between where the value is there and the pay is there. Gotcha. It's it's bad. It needs work here very very well, badly. I think every community here needs work because yeah. like if you look at the film community too, a lot of it's like free and yes. all that. Well, I've seen. I haven't like I haven't really been looking lately, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot. And I've noticed a lot that was free and low pay. Yes. And you can't really live off of that because then, you no. know, it's, it's just a cannibalization of the system in general. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's a whole another ecosystem, not ecosystem, but economic, economic thing that needs to be fixed, I guess. But, like, yeah. that's a whole another podcast for a whole another time. It too. Yeah, we could have a yeah, conversation. <laughs> that's a whole conversation. Um, <laughs> so... so, dancing, and then, and then that kind of, you said transition to the acting again because you found that. I did. Niche, I, or I, not niche, but like found that group or community. I did. Right? And at the same time, I found the music community mm-hmm. here. And I, so I was pursuing acting. Actually, so the the first web series that I worked on, mm. I it was a friend of mine and I asked her for a part. And she said, yeah, I'll see, I'll see where I can fit you in because she had already been shooting it. Is that Superhero Identity Show? Yes, okay. it is. And so I was so excited about the idea. It was just one of the most original ideas I'd ever seen for mm. anything. Yeah. And so I just told her, uh, you know, if you just need help around set, let me know. Yeah. I've never like done the other side before mm. at all. But I was just excited about it. So she, she did call me one day and she said, we need help on set if you want to come by. And I showed up and figured out how to be a production assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, she made me technically the production coordinator. Okay. And I literally, I don't think I'd ever even heard that term before. So I had to Google it. (laughs) It's like, what does this person do? (laughs) So I Googled it. And it was just, you know, it's just organizing the production. And I fell in love with that. Again, that just fell in my lap. And I fell in love with production. And I realized, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't need to perform. I just love being on set. And I, I mean, I do need to perform. But if I'm on set helping out or doing the other side of it, the production side, I love that basically just as much so that's how that happened (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um and that you said that was your first behind the scenes set experience and Mm -hmm. even like that too like um just in general like set experience if you have a shitty set the first time you go you kind of get like this like i don't want to do this again kind of thing or you kind of have to probably yeah (laughs) yeah so it's a good thing you had a you know a good set experience and like oh yeah what was it like all did you work on more episodes or did you work how did you work on the whole season I, I worked on most of the season, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it was sort of sporadic. But, yeah, yeah I ended up being, like, a, an integral part of the crew yeah. and then showed up, like, eight times as <laughs> random characters in the show. <laughs> um, I was a Hello Kitty prostitute. Okay. And that was, that was hilarious. I, I remember I was supposed to be, like, just being escorted in the background away yeah. from the street corner. <laughs> Uh, down on Fremont Street and I got it in my head like uh, we had like a a guy handcuffing me you know not for real but he had my hands behind my back and I couldn't see anything I had this Hello Kitty head on Mm -hmm. and I'm wearing like high heels and just I was like oh wouldn't it be (laughs) wouldn't it be funny if I like ran from him and he had to chase me because this is just the background And so I tried to take off (laughs) and there was a traffic cone right in front of where I tried to run. So I tripped over it and just fell face down and he caught me. He had my hand. So he caught me like from falling completely over. But in the scene, it just looks like I just fell. (laughs) It's just really comical. 
comical and like everyone thought I was hurt and yeah. stuff and so uh the director Jillian like ran across the street and she ran over she's like oh my god are you okay are you okay and I was like laughing so hard they thought I was crying yeah and I was like do we need to do it again and she goes oh no no we got it like that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> So it was just a very free, creative yeah. process. And so, yeah, I had an amazing experience with it. It was it was awesome. So then what happened after Superhero Identity Show? Oh. Secret, uh, secret, I, so I, can't, I can't say the name. S- Superhero Secret Identity. S-I-S. Yeah. Say S-I-S. S-I-S. <laughs> S-I-S. Sounds like a social security number. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what happened after that was pretty sporadic. Um, I, I was bartending. Mm-hmm. I, I, like... That was another thing. I that was something that I thought that I would like to do, mm-hmm. and ended up hating it. But it was really good money, and I yeah. kind of got lost in that. So it was like bartending and trying to support myself because I broke up with the, mm-hmm. the that that relationship that moved me here. And so I I was bartending, but also trying to pursue acting full time now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I can do this. So I just kind of tried to figure everything out, and. Um, was hating bartending but loving the freedom of the financial like I can pay for stuff like classes and yeah. and whatever I need and um started taking a free class through a friend of mine uh Edgar Alejandro mm-hmm. and who you know and uh, I don't know oh you don't know I've never met them actually. never met yeah. okay so he started this free class he was yeah. uh he asked me to do uh, a com- and he's gonna he's gonna kill me for saying this, but I forgot exactly how we met. I can't it's remember okay. like what it's okay. project when, or whatever. When I, we, me, I talked to Brian Alfredo. I forgot how we first met because I do remember I do remember Gold Spike, but I don't remember. Oh, the, I remember how we first met. I don't remember the first time we met, so it's okay. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It evens out. Okay, so. Um, he approached me, uh, I did a commercial for him, and then he approached me and said, I have this idea to do like a community-driven acting class where mm. production people and then uh, acting people get together and we just teach each other how to do each side. And I thought that was a great idea. And I'd never heard anything like that before. So we started getting together twice a week. And we learned, the actors learned a little bit about camera and then the actors would do acting exercises with the production with everyone yeah. production people so we were learning from each other and then one day it was we were trying to after a couple of months we were trying to figure out what do we want to do next mm-hmm. and we thought let's let's shoot something let's yeah. let, we've learned some stuff let's shoot like a little short and we batted around ideas for a couple of weeks and landed on uh, the uh, this uh, comedy slash horror because I thought it would be fun to combine two genres that were opposite. Yeah. So comedy horror, and we landed on the idea of a guy who doesn't know anything about killing people and wants to try serial killing for the first time. And he's really awful at it. Like, it just, it, he keeps screwing it up. And um, I'm not going to give anything else away, but that's the gist of the story. And... We started writing it, and it turned into a 45-minute screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, the uh, Edgar was supposed to direct it, yeah. and he just decided that he didn't want to take on that big of a mm-hmm. project, which is totally understandable. I, I didn't understand it at the time. I just thought he was bailing. But then after taking on directing with Brian and Alfredo, yeah. who were supposed to just – we were all supposed to just act. Yeah. So then we took on directing and producing, mm-hmm. and 
it was and acting don't forget that and <laughs> acting yeah we still acted uh casting the yeah. whole thing everything and it was a big big undertaking but we did it and everyone and that's how we met you yeah i put an ad on facebook where i said we were looking for a <laughs> we need a, a good dp and i'm guilty of this we couldn't pay anyone yeah <laughs> And I saw, I was like, I'm sorry, we cannot pay anyone. So if you do this, you have to just, you have to love it. You've got to be into it. And you, you liked the script. You thought it would be fun. And you were amazing to work with. You were, you, you were just like, like our savior. (laughs) (laughs) And we did that. And that's how I started screenwriting and producing and directing. Well, what was it like screenwriting? Cause like you never, like you said, you never screenwrite. So like going into that, like. You, do you know any of the formatting or any of that Mm-mm. nature of anything like that? So what was that like? It was, I just had a blast with it. Yeah. To be honest, I just loved the story and I loved writing in a group setting. Mm-hmm. We, we, I, I just had so much fun collaborating and writing ideas down. And we, I think just instinctually, I knew how to put t- together a story. I've yeah. seen like so many movies uh, and now I know the correct formatting. Yeah. So I did learn a lot. And we did a lot of yeah. things wrong, but it worked. <laughs> it hey, it's out. trial by fire, right? <laughs> yeah. Trial or, yeah. And writing is something that I always, always admired. Like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, when I would, just as an actress, watch TV shows and movies where I really, really connected with the writing and just thought, man, like, how do they do that? That's such an amazing art form to me. It was like magic. Like, I didn't understand how to do that. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about actually doing it. Yeah. And I never told myself, like, oh, I couldn't do that. It mm-hmm. was just, like, I didn't didn't occur to me to try it. And so when it fell in my lap, I fell in love with it, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like, Patterns. <laughs> also directing, because I was telling, me, me and Brian, Al- me, Alfredo, and Brian talked about this. I, I said, and they kind of agreed, if I'm if I remember correctly, it's been a while, that you did most of the directing. They did most. They did producing, basically, in that regard. And like, what was that like? You did. Come on, I mean, it just yeah. I did you, a lot of it. I don't. Remember. Did, I don't. Remember. We, you don't remember, but in I when I saw it through my eyes, I think you did the most directing. Oh, okay, of it. Okay. And then in general, because we were like, you know, if we sp- split up in thirds or whatever it is, like, you know, they did most of the producing and you know, yes. getting all that well, stuff. Well, they were in it more. Too. Yeah, they were also yeah, in it more because we talked about that. Yeah, that's also yeah, yeah, reason. Yeah, okay, yeah. But like, mm-hmm, what was yeah. it like directing and like, you know, first time director as well? Like that's you know, that's a whole ball of wax in <laughs> itself. So what was that like? You know what I mean? It was a lot of fun, and I didn't have to do very much mm-hmm. because the actors were amazing. Yeah. I, I seriously, I basically just had to say, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it this way. But from what I remember, there were just a couple of, of stressful times, but yeah. it was basically elemental. It was like we were crushed for, crunched for time mm-hmm. or there was like a million planes flying over <laughs> the scene that we were trying to shoot. Oh, yes, the backyard. Yeah, the backyard. <laughs> and so the stresses were not like me having to direct the actors Mm -hmm. because everyone was just phenomenal. Like it's just mind blowing. And, but it was element. It was like all Mm -hmm. of this other stuff. So I got a little taste of like why directors get stressed out sometimes. (laughs) because It's (laughs) like, you're just trying to shoot a freaking scene and it shouldn't be that hard, (laughs) but it is because elements elements. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, after murder for dummies, what did you do? We, Premiered it mm-hmm. at a, uh, a a bar here, which is amazing. I'll do a little plug. Millennium Fandom Bar is awesome. 
You hear they, that? We need we need to show a sponsor. So uh, thank you, Kelly, for that one. <laughs> the owner's so supportive of local filmmakers and artists and of all kinds. He's great. And so we premiered it there. And uh, people loved it. And they said, you should make a feature version of it. Mm. And Brian and Alfredo and you and I went, okay. And yeah. we did. <laughs> so <laughs> we wrote it. I, I still love the script. I read... Uh, bits and pieces of it every now and then just to check because you yeah. know when you grow as a as a writer yeah. or anything you look back at your old work and you go you either go oh that's still good or you go oh yeah. like, <laughs> no and I I still love it I think it's a great script so I'm excited I, we're still pushing it we're mm-hmm. still you know working on getting funding for it which takes meeting the right people and it takes investment money for you know mm-hmm. submitting it to writing contests or whatever yeah. so that's where we're at. We're, we're, we're working on being able to produce real, like, out there Content, movies yeah. that, are, that are funded. Mm-hmm. So what are you, but what are you doing now? Like, what, what's the, like, I know you've done other projects as well. What were those projects? Well, uh, this last year, my boyfriend Curtis and I, mm-hmm. who's sitting right here, hello, <laughs> <laughs> um, we produced a 10-minute short called Appetentia which in Latin means appetite. And oh. it's uh, based on two characters uh, that uh, Brian and Alfredo and I like formulated. Yeah. But we just thought it'd be cool to use them as in a little short film where they're two serial killers who just love to kill and they're in love with each other. And in this short, they go to seize a child that they want to adopt okay kind of like a natural born killers uh i feel like from what you described a little bit not yeah. that's not the plot though natural no. born killer, but yeah the idea of like two serial killers who love to kill yeah, yeah. twisted love all right. romance all right i like it yeah i like it so we did that and that again got rave reviews when awesome. we showed it which was great where'd you guys show that uh, millennium? millennium fandom okay. again which was very fun and so Right now, though, we uh, Curtis and I are just focused on music because mm-hmm. we got contracted to go yeah. perform on a cruise for six months. Now, how did you guys get that, if I may ask? That's really awesome, by the way. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was totally random. Um, so we actually started doing music together. I'll go back a little bit. Yeah. So singing is something that I've always wanted to do, but I've always been afraid to do. Mm-hmm. That's the one medium that always terrified me Mm -hmm. because I just had I would just get stage fright and in no other medium would I get stage fright so I just stayed away from it for a really long time why do you think that gave you stage fright though uh I think it's because and I've I've just always thought that I think it's because if you do get nerves when you're acting Mm -hmm. or you're dancing you're moving and so you can channel that energy but when you're singing, if when you're nervous, your voice can shake. Okay. And like in acting, you can yeah. use that. You can use it as emotion, mm-hmm. and, but a different emotion yeah, yeah. and kind of layer it. Singing, it's just your voice is just trembling and shaking. <laughs> and then you're hearing that. You're like, oh, my voice is shaking. And so then it gets worse. Like the anxiety <laughs> it makes it just like builds into this thing where you're just choking. <laughs> it's not good. So <laughs> doesn't sound good at all. Actually, No, no. it's horrible. <laughs> you can't be nervous when you're singing. Yeah. And in other other areas, you can just kind of be a little yeah. bit nervous, and it's okay. So it, it was just terrible. But but being around, I made friends with a lot of musicians mm-hmm. here, and then watching them perform really made me like want to do it mm-hmm. and just get over that fear because I just I you know thirty four. If I don't do it now, I'm just not gonna do it. 
So I started looking for a music partner mm. and it took like two and a half years of looking. I just wow. kept trying to partner up with people and it just fell through for whatever reason. Or people were just busy with their own projects and didn't want yeah. to start another side project. And then met Curtis, who is also an actor, actually at a film mixer. Oh. And well, met him at an audition first, but then we started talking at a film mixer. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that he used to play around town and oh. gig. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a musician to play with. You know, do you want to try yeah. and start something up? He's like, yeah, OK. And then so we started playing together and working on that project. And um, I, oh, he convinced me to move to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I, I really enjoyed my life yeah. here. I was like, I'm good with this film industry, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And um, he he was like, I don't know about that. Are you sure? And he kind of just we he just opened my eyes to the yeah. fact that I need I do need more. And now I I really really just agree with that. It's just the film yeah. industry there. I just I need that. You do, yeah. I agree. You really do. I think any I think y'all everyone needs that because mm-hmm. like I'm from New Jersey, New York, and there's a different beast. Yes. To be honest about where. Like people hustle and shit like that from yes. that, and you're a hustler. Like yeah. no lie about it. you're. I tell people that I'm like she's a fucking hustler. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because like if you go to L. A., you're gonna hustle your ass off. You're gonna yes. like you know. There's people that want to work and do work. Yes. People here, like no offense to like the film mm-hmm. community here, like from the people I know, they're hardworking people. Mm-hmm. But there's other people that are just like I'm on set now and I'm just gonna act and they can't mm-hmm. act for shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And even like let me ask you this too, like. I'm I'm going to a little tangent here, but what do you guys think of the music community here? Because being someone from the East Coast and knowing like, you know, local bands and all these like, you mm-hmm. know, spots where like you wouldn't see all this like local music and local bands there play, I feel like you don't get that much here. You don't. And, it, so, and unfortunately, it's not for a lack of talent or drive. Mm-hmm. The musicians I know are extremely driven. Yeah. They work every day at what they do mm-hmm. and they're extremely good at it Mm. they're talented they write originals they want to start their bands they want to get out there but the uh, the industry here doesn't support that yeah it supports cover gigs yeah basically like the djs in nightclubs they they think that people just want to hear songs that they're familiar with and nothing else and so that's what the industry is here and that's really suffocating to artistic people. It's like, well, you have to play this. You have to play this. Mm. It, 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 it is. It just sucks. You just kind of feel like, well, I guess this is just what I'm doing now. And it, there's no joy in it, really. Mm. It's just very, it's like a job. Yeah. So uh, that it's not really the music community here that's the issue. It's the support of them. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense now. Mm. Okay. I understand. Like, if, because I, you know, there's Bunkhouse Saloon and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, oh, I, when I, I remember working downtown and that was opening and I thought that was going to be a really hot spot. And I feel like I don't really hear maybe because I'm not in the downtown community as much anymore, but it's, is it, is it still popping? Is it popping like yes. for locals? So yeah. And not to take away from venues that do support it. Bunkhouse is yeah. definitely one of them. The only they, one I know. So I'm, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, they, they do. They do a great job, but it's just, it's not like a well-known thing. And so, yeah. Usually what ends up happening is that people, unless it's a well-known group, yeah. which they have had. Sorry, I'm choking on my water. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Bunkhouse has had a well-known independent artists mm-hmm. come and play. And there's people that do show up because they have a following. But if it's local, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is like the friends show up and that's that's it. Yeah. 
So it's just not like a thing here, and I wish yeah. that it was. Yeah, <laughs> more I wish. Of a I wish. Thing. I wish too. I kind of agree because, like, I remember being in high school. I mean, it's like 15 years ago now, almost 30 myself. So like going to these local shows and seeing my friends' band play, but mm-hmm. we're like they're the fifth band in the in the you know show. That's amazing. But like yeah. you know, there's other five other or four other local bands, and mm-hmm. there's another four after them. Yeah. And so like That's you listen incredible. to all these people, and like you know, and then you go on MySpace and you download their songs because at the time MySpace could download music. Yes. There you go. Yeah. And, then and ha- that's how new music was yeah. created. And that's yeah. and that's, that's how it was working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I don't think you mentioned though how you got on that cruise yet though. No, I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so Curtis and I started doing the duo yeah. thing. We started trying to gig here, but just we kind of just uh, were focused on mm-hmm. mostly just saving money to move to LA. Yeah. Um. So we were trying to brainstorm ways to do that, and we weren't booking enough gigs mm-hmm. to support saving money to move to LA. So another inspiration idea came to me and I was like, why don't we try to get a cruise? Because then we'll just save all the money we make. And so I started looking online at like how to do that, how to book that. We we thought about booking it, trying to book a Disney cruise. And so we made a demo reel. Yeah. Right. Amazing. It'll be amazing. (laughs) Like nodding very fervently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And same. Love Disney. So (laughs) I was like. Getting immersed in a Disney yeah. experience for six months or whatever. But let's my, do it. My question is, would you have this in covers the whole time for six months of Disney songs? I don't know. I I assume, but yeah. I feel like they would also be like, maybe for the adults, let's give them some, you know, don't stop believing or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we we were going to uh, submit to Disney. But right around the same time, I had just randomly gone online and and Googled how to book a cruise ship. Yeah. Music duo, whatever. And found this website uh, for Lime Entertainment, which is an agency based out of New York, who that's all they do is book cruise ship musicians and artists. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a short submission page. And I submitted our name and band name and, and stuff. And then I just did not expect it to like ever turn into anything i was like oh it's probably just bullcrap and like what just not going to turn into anything so i received an email back like a month later from them and it was a very you could tell it wasn't just like a robot response it was like a person oh wow given us all these guidelines and details on how to submit and so we sent them in all our materials and they came back and they said so your your real footage clip isn't long enough we needed to be like eight minutes long mm-hmm. it was about three okay so we weren't gigging enough at the time and so we had to like scramble and kind of pull <laughs> <laughs> very creatively edit thanks to <laughs> curtis this video together that was somehow like eight minutes long i or six yeah. or six or eight i don't remember and we sent that in and then a few weeks later received a response back saying that the sound quality was spotty in some areas. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so we needed just a better quality. And we were just at, by that time it was about April and we yeah. were like at our wits end trying to like <laughs> get this right. And it was like so stressful. I was like, okay, well I was, I was, we're just brainstorming. I was like, cause we didn't have any more footage. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know, we could just go like play in the park and have our friends sit around and like there you pretend go. like it's a show or something. <laughs> and I'm just out of desperation, like trying to think of these ideas. And so we received that email about like nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
and we're going getting ready going about our day and we're brainstorming and i swear to you 15 minutes later after we received that email and i'm like freaking out because i'm like how are we going to do this yeah curtis goes they offered us a contract and i was like what you had to wait 15 minutes <laughs> tell her no 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 <laughs> two separate emails oh okay no he wasn't like joking it was like oh, okay. they told us the video wasn't good enough and then 15 minutes later they sent us another email from the director of lime entertainment oh, saying wow. that we were offered a contract okay <laughs> i was like yeah it's only information yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> although that would have been funny yeah that would have been funny <laughs> that would have been funny like you see kelly like the brown bear bed <laughs> Like, like, well, I guess we could just, I don't know. I've been like, ventilating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just walking out of the house. I'll see you later in front of the Metrovia. We got signed. Oh, what? <laughs> that would have been absolutely hilarious. I do love a good prank. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us what cruise ship or is that private still? No, I can tell you. Okay. So it's through Royal Caribbean. Okay, nice. I, apparently they saw our video somehow and like handpicked us. Before oh, we, pants. Yeah, the Lime Entertainment was like, this isn't how it happens usually. We sign you first and then we start marketing you. Yeah. So we weren't even signed yet with oh, them. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Royal Caribbean was like, we want them. And we were just mind blown at that we couldn't believe it and so i the director was like can we talk mm -hmm. i was like yeah so i'm like hyperventilating as he's telling me where we're gonna go we're on we're gonna be on the celebrity edge through okay. Royal caribbean very nice which apparently is like the titanic of like not not in a bad way no like, I, it's just I, I figured very I, fancy. yeah <laughs> I've, I've only been on two cruises my whole life and it's all through carnival i always want to go on Same. royal caribbean same so, here. Are you guys mm -hmm. going like, I mean, I guess I don't know how this works because here's my questions for you. But like, is it going to be on the West Coast? You guys going East and we're then going, going around? Yes. We're, we're East. Oh, East. Okay. We're going to, Port is Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And so okay. we're going to the Caribbean and then um, we are going to the Mediterranean. Okay. Italy, Greece, Oh, and shit. Spain. Damn. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing you guys need passports and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we definitely needed passport. I needed to. It, it's been the most chaotic year trying yeah. to get everything together. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to renew his passport. We didn't have the money for that. We had yeah. to figure that out. I I couldn't find my passport. Oh, shit. So I thought it was in my storage unit. And I so I go into my storage mm -hmm. unit to get it out because it's valid. Yeah. And go to where it's supposed to be. And it's not there. And I swear I had I like had a, uh, like an out of body oh. experience panic attack. I was like, I don't know. There's nowhere else it could be. Like there's nowhere else. This oh, is fuck. where I keep it. This is where it was when I moved. Yeah. And, and so then we're going on this scavenger hunt around like the city for my where could my passport be? We look in the rest of my things in storage. We looked in. We went to go look in my car, which I couldn't afford anymore at the time. So it was parked in my friend's house. We go yeah. to look in my car. I, I knew I didn't leave it there. I was like, there's no way because I knew there was a chance it was going to get repossessed because mm -hmm. I couldn't make the payments anymore. So we go there and the car's gone. It got repoed. <laughs> so I was like, well, I hope it wasn't in there. But I know it wasn't. Yeah. Because I knew there's no way I would just put it in there. Yeah. So we're looking everywhere and can't find it. And I don't remember how much later it was. We, I think we were going to get another one yeah. uh, when we somehow got the money. And then one day we're going in my storage for something else. Mm -hmm. And 
I looked in this random like basket of stuff, bathroom stuff or it's something. It was freaking the sitting in there. Oh. It's always the most random spot. <laughs> I swear. And I, I just was like, I can't believe that I never put it anywhere other than it's just it. <laughs> Either it fell there or it just somehow got there and mm-hmm. you just you know, offhandedly yeah, just put it there. I just put it in there. I was like, I won't forget that I put it in here. And I like <laughs> I completely forgot. So the whole year has been a very hot mess of a scramble trying to prepare for this cruise. It's the it's a it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Um, we're having to learn a ton of songs that we don't know. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and it's it's just a lot. It, there's their standards are very high. Okay, totally understandable. Yeah. it's just it's the biggest thing that I've ever done. Is it a lot like, of covers that you guys are be singing? I'm guessing then all covers. Yeah. All covers. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So nothing you can't like throw in an original song. Possibly, I'm not really sure. I think it's. I think we could. Okay. Yeah, I think we could. But just sneaking in there one day, probably up to like the cruise director or something. This is the original. Yeah, and this is the original. Yeah. It's like we're gonna do a melody and like do three songs that they know, and then like one that they don't know, and then three another three that they know. Yeah. Just saying if that works. I know we probably could do that, um, and we do, we do have a couple of originals. Yeah. But we're we're doing it for the experience and just save money to move to yeah. LA because that's the whole whole point is to like get to LA to. Do the film industry thing there And the few times that we have gone back To like we took a commercial class a couple Mm. weeks ago That where It's just like what you were talking about Where the motivation is there Yeah I, I'm not used to feeling that anymore. I'm used to like having to motivate myself Or be around other driven people Mm -hmm. Which are very far and few between in Vegas Mm -hmm. Um and it, it is a huge struggle. But when we're in L.A. and we're around that, I feel this like push to just like, I just want to work. I yeah. Just, all I want to do is like is do this. Yeah. And I it, the difference between L.A. and coming here is drastic. For yeah. Me. Just, you said commercial class, like yes. as in commercial acting. class. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. Please. Totally. Tell random. me about this because this is interesting. Totally. I know. I did not know <laughs> there's a commercial acting class. Yeah. I. <laughs> guess I didn't either. I never really thought about it, but it makes sense. Um, I was on Craigslist looking yeah. for gigs because we were going to be out there to take new headshots. Yeah. And I saw free commercial class and I was like, I like free. Yeah. Who <laughs> doesn't? I like classes. I like free. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, the guy was great. His uh, name is Mike and forgive me. I don't know his last name, it's but okay. his commercial class is called, Hey, I saw your commercial and I totally recommend it. Okay. And he's just been doing this for like 30 years or mm-hmm. something um, and he he knows exactly what he's doing you could just tell that the confidence level from where when he's talking about his curriculum it's very structured he does everything for a reason and he knows exactly what to teach when and it's it was just like oh I just felt this like calm like yeah. set over me because I'm like this guy knows what he's doing like how many times have I felt this in Las Vegas, this ability to just relax because the person around me in the room like just knows the film industry, knows how to get the business, yeah, knows yeah. how to teach the business side, knows what you need to be successful and goes, here it is. That's so rare. Yeah. And it's very, very rare. And in fact, my my acting coach that I had for a long time here for film, he also teaches the same way, but he's from L.A. OK. So but he was teaching here for a little while. Well, question: What's the mm-hmm. difference between commercial acting and regular? I mean, I mean, I, I it, me not knowing anything, mm-hmm. like you have a commercial acting, and then you have 
narrative acting, but wouldn't that be the same? I feel like that would be the same thing, kind of, because it's technically a narrative aspect. Uh huh. Like, give me the five. If there's five differences you can give me, like, tell me five of them. So the class we took was the intro. Okay. And we only went over how to present yourself in the audition room. Oh, okay. For commercials. And he went over, but but I'm, he he goes over that I'm sure in yeah. the class, and we can take the the course until we get back from the cruise because we were just it conflicts yeah. with dates. So, but for the intro to the class, he taught us how to stand to look confident but relaxed, and okay. then uh, I guess this is a big thing in LA where they ask you, you know, tell us about yourself, mm-hmm. and that's called a personality slate. And okay. totally new to me. They don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do a lot of things here, but that's besides right, the point. Right, yeah. They don't do <laughs> many things here. So he asked us that, and then we went for about a minute, and then he taught us exactly what they're looking for in the personality slate. Okay. And then uh, just the basics of, like, impressing the casting directors and what they're looking for. Oh. And it, it, I learned so much in that first class that I didn't know before, and – it's, that's just something that again that's rare for me in Vegas where it's like oh man I just learned so much from that experience that doesn't happen here very often no no because I feel like either people digress or just like stay the, stagnant. Stay the same yeah, yeah you can't really, yeah. I mean you can improve but you can't really improve I guess right like, I emphasize on the M mm-hmm. of the prove <laughs> yes it's very stagnant here yeah people are comfortable or they just they don't want to improve or they just don't have the right direction i don't know what it is but there's there's not the professionalism doesn't exist here and uh if it does it's very rare yeah and now that you're getting both sides you're getting both sides of the coin so you got the la they got the vegas and you're like oh shit oh boy i'm gonna go back to la (laughs) yeah yeah because i'm i'm just I just feel so much lighter there. Yeah. Um, it's just time. It's just, I love Las Vegas. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm shitting all over Las Vegas. No, it's fine. You can shit over anything you want. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's just it's not That's shitting. Not it's, how I it's feel. It's griping. It's just like it, yeah. you're just venting, and it's it's you're not you're in a podcast and thing. It yeah. Out. yeah. You're, just, you're just kind of pointing out the facts. Yes, and I I love what where this city has taken my life. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be screenwriting yeah. probably. I don't know. It's just where all the experiences that I've had, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for for this city, but I'm just ready. I've grown out of it. Yeah. I've grown out of the industries here. Well, here's a question for you too. Um, in the six years you've been here, mm-hmm. like basically same as my, I, I, I haven't really been in the film community as much as you have. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it change for the better or for the worse? I haven't seen it change at all. So it's just been stagnant. Yeah. So, okay. It's the same. Okay. It's, uh, it's the same type of movies being made, mm-hmm. which are B horror or quote unquote psychological thrillers, which are That's a big one nowadays. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like a good psychological thriller, but I mean, after the fifth one you watch, you're like, okay, I, I could use a little comedy in my life. You know what I mean? Yes. Something. Yeah. I mean, why are people <laughs> making more comedies? I yeah. think that's why I had so much fun well, on secret identity shows. It's a comedy. Well, I think that doesn't sell well. I think the, 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 you know, people are looking at the, statistics or whatever and that doesn't sell well to investors or whatever but you know what Mm -hmm. fuck it who cares write what you want to write that's that's what i love i write what i want to write and i happen to love writing horror yeah and comedy and horror comedy right now there you go yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um i i i don't like the 
there's different genres of horror. I don't like the genre of horror that's made in Las Vegas, which is like just gory and, you know, tits flying everywhere. And it's just not creative and it, there's no substance to it. And yeah. even in my horror, I love substance. Like I need it. Yeah. Like I just saw it too, yeah. which has so much story and so much substance. And it, it was amazing. And I saw the lighthouse. Did you see the lighthouse? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's not a horror horror, but it's more of a psychological horror, I guess, okay. or a psychological. I don't even know how to really explain it because it's not really. It's not. I didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. A few jump scares, I think, here or there, but it was more. It made me think the whole time. Mm. It made me think the whole. I time. love that. So, yeah, when you see that, if hopefully soon, hopefully you get to see it before you mm-hmm. go away. We will. Um, yeah. and we'll talk about it when you get back then. Cool. But um. Yeah, like that in Midsummer. I love fucking Midsummer. You guys see Midsummer or no? Didn't see Midsummer. A lot of people were like raving about it. Uh, Alfredo and Brian saw it. Yeah. They loved it. Um, and Brian's such a horror fan. Yeah, yeah. And I just from what I heard, I was just kind of everyone said the same thing where it's just like the most uncomfortable movie they've ever. It, it, saw. it is uncomfortable, but the Easter eggs in that movie are so fucking good because. You know me. I like to read the fucking plot before I see the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. I read it before I saw it, and then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's so, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think just at the time, I was like, that's just not how I want to feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard I heard the director's cut's better, too. Okay. It adds more or something like that, So, mm-hmm. but it's only on Apple, so you can't, like, buy it. And I'm, like, kind of pissed about that, actually, because mm-hmm. I really want the DVD Blu-ray. To add to the 300 movies I have in the collection. Yeah. <laughs> I love your DVD collection, by the way. I just got rid of, like, a lot oh, okay. of my DVDs, and it was it was pretty sad. But I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I just don't – I haven't used them in, yeah. like, 10 years. <laughs> but I just hold on to them because I love them. And it's just something – like, it's like books. You know, you don't mm-hmm. – you have a – you buy a book, and you're like, I'm going to just keep it here because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. That's basically my whole thing. Yeah, about yeah. exactly. <laughs> And I just move around so yeah. much that I'm hauling this huge box. It's like 200 DVDs. You have a U-Haul of uh, DVDs. <laughs> like everywhere. I'm just lugging it everywhere to each new location yeah. and every moving every like six months. <laughs> like I just like it's time. Like how much? I mean, I, I mean, do you have a big? Hopefully you guys have a big room. I don't know anything about it. Hopefully you have a big room at least in this cruise ship because I feel like if you have a regular old like. Well, then again, I guess you're staying what, like five days and five days there, five days. Like, you know, it's like, a, I don't know how, I don't know how it's going. I'm just guessing here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Cause you know, a cruise is five days and mm-hmm. then what do you guys have like a week off or two days off or how's that? We do don't you, have you, like any weeks off so, from what I, from what I understand. We, we have a, a day or two off per okay. cruise, but they're back to back. So yeah. we basically port in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. and then the ship leaves the same day. Oh, okay. Wow. So they you're kind of like around. a, you're like flight attendants in that, in that regard. Yeah. 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 So then question two, like, uh, are you guys going to be able to like, you know, if, if you're going to like, you know, Cosmo in Mexico, are you guys able to port with everyone? Yes. Oh, that's really nice. Yes. Holy shit. I want to, I want this job. <laughs> I, it's it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I, I don't think I would take a, a job on a cruise ship if I couldn't get off on port. Yeah. It would just be like torture because yeah. I've never been to any of these places. I would. I don't think I would last. Yeah, I wouldn't last either. <laughs> just be careful with your uh, your phone bill. It's going to be roaming. If yeah. you <laughs> I know. It's just like put it on airplane mode or yeah. something. Um, it's, a, it's a very cool position that we've got. It's um, – pretty relaxed from what i hear yeah. we're gonna play like three sets a day okay, and cool. then have like a day or two off and then get to go port and it's it's pretty rad i can't imagine like a better yeah i'm i'm so excited thing. for you guys like i i when you when i uh when i heard about that i was like oh, 
(laughs) what that's awesome so thank you you're welcome you're welcome um let me see let me see is there any other questions i have for you anything that you want to give nugget wise to the people Hmm. nugget wise i guess what i would like to say is if you pulled anything from i mean you said it earlier that i just i do like all these things yeah and for for if people are thinking like oh man i want to do all this stuff like it's it sounds easy and it is pretty magical to me like Mm -hmm. how how it all works like how just i'll get an inspirational idea and go oh it'd be cool to do that like let me just see if i can do this or, or let's follow that but but the the reason that i'm doing all these things that i love to do is that I follow those inspirations and I I don't stop unless like I just don't want to do it anymore. Like bartending was an inspirational idea. Yeah. I thought I would love that. And then one day I was like, I hate this. <laughs> like I realized I hated it. <laughs> and I was like, I think I started this because I wanted to and now I'm miserable. Let me just stop. And I just stopped. So um, I, 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 I hear people all the time go, oh, man, I would love to act. And I've thought about acting and I just... Mm. I, I don't know. And they have, you know, jobs or they they um, they just they have like their lives that they're doing. And I just I have to say, like, it's scary. It's terrifying to like do what you want to do, actually. So the I'll give this example just in case people yeah. don't believe me about how yeah. terrifying it is. The first performance that Curtis and I ever did where I was supposed to sing in front of people like on a stage, I had a genuine panic attack. And I didn't, I was, I couldn't move. Yeah. I couldn't sing. We were practicing beforehand and I was like, I can't do this. And I'm freaking out and it's going to be really bad. And um, I like <laughs> call and talk to a friend and just be like, uh, what do I do? And calm down and did it. Yeah. And, and what my friend told me was totally true. He was like, you're, you're not going to stop being afraid because what you're afraid of is making mistakes. Yeah. And, but you're going to make those mistakes but it's okay. No one's going to notice and no one's going to care. And that's exactly what happened. I made mistakes. I went flat. I like was off pitch here and there. I was totally nervous, but I did it. And all of those things were still okay. Mm -hmm. And the point is that I did it. And now I'm not afraid to sing it at all anymore. And that was one of my biggest fears. So if anyone is just listening to this and going like, Oh my gosh, I, if I want to pursue this thing, whatever it is, I have to quit my job or I have to, you know, get over this fear or I just like, I just can't get over the fear. You can, it's not going to go away, but doing it is worth it. Trust me on that. (laughs) (laughs) And then next year you'll be doing musical theater probably somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But same thing with actually so same thing with murder for dummies when yeah. i felt i found out i had to like direct and produce i brian was like well i guess we have to do this now and i was like <laughs> we can't do this i can't do that and i i was like okay i just need time and i took like i was like i'll, I'll call you guys in like three days <laughs> <laughs> and they were like okay and it took three days and it was panicking the whole time oh my god and then i remember just getting over that and being like okay we're let's make a movie yeah and i like am so i can't believe that i ever was like afraid to do it but i was it's everything is scary everything's scary the first time like you said yeah yeah, yeah it's it's yeah it's that fear it's mm-hmm. that you know that um just yeah just fear and going out into the void and knowing what the fuck's gonna happen you know yeah, like dude, it's terrifying and it's funny like you know like you said earlier too it's 
that terrifying fears like for someone who acts and all that stuff and then you move but you know you're on stage i guess you're like kind of in a standstill you're not really moving as much as mm-hmm. a musician i don't know i'm not a musician so mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. i get it yeah yeah you Crazy. Can move around yeah and then just i don't know once you're once you're in that moment and uh, it's just you realize like that's what you're supposed to be doing it's yeah all the fear just like kind of dissipates. Was it like a Lady Gaga moment from A Star Is Born? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Man, that was such a great scene. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I cried actually in that movie theater. Oh, so hard. Yeah, I like. I, I was crying. <laughs> tangent, but like, I, I, I was like sniffling. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, and then all of a sudden, I stop and like I just hear. <laughs> I'm like, is that me too? I'm like, oh no, it's the lady next to me. <laughs> Like everyone yeah. in the theater. Yeah, oh, I, I still think that, that should have won best film and best actor. Oh my god! Yeah, like let's just. I, I had an argument with my uh, my aunt and my cousin about that. They're like, "Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody." I'm like, "No, no, a no. Star is Born." No, <laughs> I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was amazing. Yeah, and Rami Malek was amazing in that. But I mean, dude, Bradley Cooper wrote, directed, starred in, wrote. Uh, a lot of the music learned how to play guitar yeah. yeah to that level i mean that's insane yeah holy it, crap and and also i think too like so if you i look at a star is born and do you guys see the joker yet or no yes okay so everyone's giving it praise for like you know it's gonna be a best picture yada 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 i think it's gonna get the same treatment as a star is born mm-hmm. because it came out in october like a star is born mm. they're gonna hype it up now and then when it comes out, like a movie like Waves or something that's coming out, uh, probably like The Good Liar or whatever, I don't know, some movie, yeah, it's going to like win it. And like, you know, you can't really start your October push. I feel like if you're going to try to go for an Oscar nom, you have to go in like that December run, like yeah. La La Land and uh, Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> when they did that. I think so. I think I've heard that theory before and I'm not really sure how, how all that works. But Yeah, I'm not but, either. Um, but also they don't pick any movies I like anyway, so why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Star is Born won Best Song, but I just feel like it was like, it was such a like, that's it yeah. moment. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I, I love the Joker too, though, and I thought that I think it definitely deserves... It does deserve something, something, but I mean, I mean, it's not going to win what people think. It's, it's not going to win best picture. Yeah, There's I don't no think way. so either. If it does, I'll be really shocked. I'd be shocked to be very happy. I thought it was incredible. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like my favorite movie of all time. Oh, so I you're mean, one of those. Okay. I, yeah, I am one of those. And that's, and that's the funny thing is like, if you watch Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. it's basically Taxi Driver. Also, it's yeah. like, also I have gripes with it too, where it's like the guy just fell into shit. Like, like he killed someone, but he didn't have, like he, like he just he accidentally killed people. Mm. They, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. There's some, that's a whole, yeah. you know, it's. Okay. Well, yeah, the, I'm either hearing like what you're saying yeah. or like how I felt, which was like, I loved his performance and I loved the movie. It's so a good it performance yeah. and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm 50, 50. I kind of want to see it again, but mm. like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want, I mean, I think the lighthouse, Robert Patterson, and William Defoe had a great performances. I can't you know wait I mean? to see that. Yeah. That's Robert a, Pattinson was, is, is absolutely one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. He's incredible. I mean, he did the smart thing taking the twilight series. Cause like he made residual money, mm-hmm. like and all that shit. And then now he can just be like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so. then Kristen Stewart's coming back, which is great. Too. Yes. Charlie's that. Angels. I do want yeah. to see that movie. I do want to see that too. So by, by the time that, <laughs> by the time this is released, Charlie's Angels will probably be out. So yeah. <laughs> we saw it. We saw cool. it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kelly, it's been an awesome time talking to you. Uh, let's, let's also give a shout out to your social medias. So what is okay. your social medias? Uh, yeah. My social medias, my Instagram is at 
Callie Kelly D. That is C A L I K E L L I E D E E. Facebook is K E L L I E C H R I S T E N S E N. Awesome. And if anyone missed that spelling, it will be in the descriptions as well. Cool. In the links. I'm still trying to figure everything out. But also, <laughs> um, mine is John underscore DeMarco, D I M A R C O underscore D P. That's at Instagram. Um, thank you again, Kelly, so much. It's been it's awesome, awesome podcast. So good I was looking for too. yes, yes, <laughs> and I was so excited about this podcast. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. too. I was like, yeah. totally want to do that. Yeah. So, guys, um, you know, check the links, check the Patreon. It should be out by now. We do have a special event or a special offer going on till about January thirty first. Um, this is Chasing the Frame podcast. Thank you again, everyone. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great night. Have a great evening. Have a great everything. See you guys. Bye. Bye.